Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. Hello, film 11. Wow. Ooh, we've gone far into double digits. Well, not far, we've gone one into double digits, but... yeah. That's pretty cool. It's good, isn't it? I like it. Are you impressed we've already watched 10 films together so far? I know. We're still together? I know, hey? It's like our anniversary again. Oh, how romantic. I know. Well, I've got a little gem for you today, as always. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Sinead. Recently, my choices have been so bloody good, you're going to struggle. Are you on drugs? Maybe. Just let's get this out Mm. in the open now, because your choices have not been... (laughs) I might not be on drugs, but I might very well be drunk. We've had... <laughs> that's more to the point. Hopefully. Basically, you've given us Jean-Claude Van Damme and Sylvester Stallone. I'm assuming your next choice is going to be Schwarzenegger. Oh, my God, it wasn't. But it is now. It might be. Anyway, this isn't about you. This is about me and my choice. Okay. Uh, would you like some clues as to what film I'm going to... Yes, please. ...introduce you to? Just Educate three. you with in more ways than one? Lovely. Uh, clue number one. This film is based on a 1959 autobiographical novel. Ooh. Exciting. Clue two? You want yeah. clue two? You, yeah. look, you look sort of anticipatory. No, more scared. You mentioned a novel. Don't read. Oh, okay. It's one of those things with words in. Um, it spawned a sequel in 1996. Okay. I know. Well, hang on. When was the original? The original is from 1967. Oh, we going back. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Book 58? Book 59. First film, 67. Correct. So the book wasn't good enough to get optioned straight away. <laughs> oh, please. No, and then it got remade in 96. No, there was a sequel in 96. Oh, shit. Exactly. So original 68, sequel 67. In <laughs> Come on now, you're meant to be the numbers man here. True. <laughs> okay, so the film is from 1967. Yeah. It was based on a, an autobiographical novel from 1959. Okay. And a sequel was made in 1996. Okay, cool. Okay. Do you want one more clue? Because I'm not feeling any guesses from you so far. Well, that would be nice. <laughs> okay, final clue. Um, we have an Oscar winner in the lead role. So are we watching the original or the yes, sequel? Yes, yes, we're watching the film from 1967. Jesus Focus Christ. here, come hard, on. Your hard work. Those are such confusing clues. They're not so, confusing. You've made them confusing by just like shouting random numbers. You seem in a great mood. <laughs> well, focus. I focus when it's bloody kumite high kicks. Oh, don't get me started. Bloody Vietnam War, don't I? It's very simple. It's from 1967. It's based on a novel. It had a sequel 30 years later and there's an Oscar winner in the lead. Okay. Right. I mean, I've got loads of ideas, but I don't want to give anything away. I'm just going to tell you what we're watching. Go on, then. You are lucky enough to be watching yeah. To Sir With Love. That's, now me, a, that's me humming the uh, iconic theme. Is now a good time to break your heart? You've already seen it. You liar! You uh, absolute liar! You just don't want to watch it. No, I would happily watch it. Which one is, is it? The one with see if you don't even no. know which one it is, then you've not seen it. Okay, go on. I don't. I don't, I don't appreciate the aggression. <laughs> My point is. Yes. Is it who who starred in it? 
Who stars it? Sydney Poitier. Okay, no, I haven't seen it. I'm thinking of Please Sir. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm about to give you the legend that is Sydney Poitier. And I'm thinking of that English. And you're here. thinking of was it John Alderton from so, Please yes, Sir? Yes. No offence, loved him. Don't mind a bit of Please Sir. This is to Sir with Love. Okay. Very different. Okay. What was the sequel called? Matrix Revolutions. <laughs> Um, to serve with love out of retirement. I thought, honestly, I thought you were going to say to serve with love part two. I think it probably was. I don't Just know. Just got lovelier. I'm actually not sure. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, fine. Well, no, no, that that's exciting. I like that. I like a bit of the old Sydney. Well... You know, you've nearly made me angry and we've just not even started oh, yet. Oh, no, Sinead, there's no nearly about it. Yeah, I got I got quite angry. You did. Okay, Limit. apologies, you know. Yeah, you work on your anger management. Emotions. Can I recommend gin? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, Ooh. Let's, have, let's watch this film with a little bit of gin. You oh. will also be pleased to know. Yeah. I didn't pay to watch this film. Nice. A shout out to the most excellent TV channel, Talking Pictures. Oh, love Talking Pictures. Because we lost the lovely Sydney Poitier um, in January, I believe. Oh, no. They had a tribute on Sunday. So they played Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, followed by To Serve With Love. So it's, a, it's on record for us. Well, that's, I have to say, very good news. Exactly. Very, very Thank good you, news. Thank you, Talking Pictures. We might even have a double. Freeview Channel, 52. Wow, oh, this podcast is sponsored. I've just realised it wasn't talking pictures. No, it was great. This it film was a great was. movie, so we're going to have to cut all of that. <laughs> nah, let's leave it. Talking anyway, pictures need everything. Great, great, great movies plus one, I think, is 52. Talking pictures, completely different no, channel like number. No, it's 67 or something. And we're talking about UView, so you're being really specific. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Is it not the same for everyone? No, dear. Oh. <laughs> it's all right. Okay, so what we're going to do, yeah, we're going to go watch the film and uh, then obviously we'll do what we always do and come back and bore you senseless about it. All right, let's go and watch, please, sir. No, I don't even get me started. (laughs) I genuinely thought this would You're going to get Lulu in this as well, do you know that? (laughs) Where? Who'd have thought it? Let's go watch To Sir With Love. Perfect. Give you some education. Excellent. I'm really, genuinely really looking forward to it for a change. Good. Cool. All right, let's do it. See you later. Bye. Bye. And we're back. We are. We've spent an hour and 40 minutes with the sublime Mr. Sidney Poitier. We have. You enjoyed it, Brian? I did. I definitely, definitely enjoyed spending time with him. I feel like moving forward, I'll probably spend some more time with him. Oh, dear. (laughs) Is he dead? He passed away in January, I think. So where are you going to go to spend time with him? Films. Well, like, I don't actually know, I, like, even if he was alive, that would be stalking, and that's not a thing that any of us should be doing. I don't see it as stalking, I see it as you're his number one fan. Beautiful, beautiful. There you go, little I mean, reference who doesn't, point. who doesn't want to be Kathy Bates, to be honest with you? Absolutely. Um, okay, let me give you some factual information. Please do. About uh, To Serve With Love. Let's start with the synopsis. Yeah. Um, I've gone with the old IMDb. Good. Because... We do like an IMDb synopsis, and we like to point out how mm, not that great they are. Shall we say naive? Well, I think this one is probably one of the worst ones that we've had so far. I'm actually gutted, because people listening to this cannot see my little smug face. (laughs) Why is your smug face? The word naive. Oh, nice. Yeah. Can you spell it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, move on. I did this morning on Wordle. 
Oh, word or champ. Thanks. How many? What's your streak? 30. 30. In 30 a row. solid days. One month. Boom, boom, 30 boom, played, boom, boom. 31. Um, back to the point. To Sir With Love synopsis on IMDb. Yeah. Idealistic engineer trainee and his experiences in teaching a group of rambunctious white high school students from the slums of London's East End. Sorry, what? Exactly. I don't think that's even like a good grammatical constructed sen- constructed sentence. <laughs> Like that one. Like like mine was. Like like what mine just was. Yeah. Um, it's terrible, isn't it? Well, I've spoke proper England ever since <laughs> I was a children, as you know. I mean, okay, so I can sum up this film. Go for it. The gorgeous intellectual mm. Mr. Sidney Poitier. Yeah. Um, trained en- trained engineer. Yeah. Can't, can't find any work. Gets a job as a teacher. He does. In an East London school. Yeah. With, ugh. A tearaway class Aren't they just of, teen, of, of teenagers, po- possibly played by people uh, in their late 30s. I adore the fact that in this film, even though I think it's wrong in every way, and I don't know if this was the case, and maybe it's why the, I had the teachers I had. Yeah, I was looking for other jobs, there was nothing, so I became a teacher. So it teaches like the lowest form of life job. Well, wasn't that, that like um, that crass gag at the time of like those who can't teach or something yeah those who can do and those uh, who that's can't it those yeah teach. yeah so i think it's yeah yeah rude i mean it's a well, highly it skilled what's the word calling well yeah i mean if it's that easy to get a teaching job for you're gonna graduate, go for it <laughs> damn straight have you what seen would, how many holidays they get what would you teach flamboyance <laughs> <laughs> that's brian he graduated from the queer eye academy absolutely <laughs> teach great flamboyance it is true i would um i mean you could just go for like culture like go down the karamo route no, no. flamboyance okay um the other thing i want to um tell you is the the uk theatrical sort of tagline okay <laughs> this is this is great a story as fresh as the girls in their minis and as tough as the kids from london's east end as fresh as, as fresh. the girls in their minis yes i we... mean i didn't remember seeing a car <laughs> oh, your, your naivete. Uh, <laughs> How many rubber, times can we get that word? Um, yeah, I mean, we have to be honest here and say this is not the most PC film you're going to find. No, but it's not the most un-PC film. It, no, it could have been a lot worse. Um, but, yeah, there's some choice moments in this. Oh, yeah. But there's I mean, there's sexism, the there's racism. Yeah. It's of the era. Um but I I have a soft spot for this film. Oh, you have a soft spot for Poitiers. I do. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Very attractive Good looking man. Good-looking man, isn't he? But I don't get it. What do you mean? What do you mean? Wow, what you that mean? was angry. Okay, what don't you get? You've just admitted he's a good-looking man. What don't you get? I don't get the fascination with him. Don't you think he's just sort of sophisticated and intelligent and cultured and handsome and... Go on. Well, I mean, I could, but Clearly. we haven't got four hours for this podcast. Well, we usually do. Do you not think? I mean, yes. Uh, mm. But anyway, I did, let's move on. Okay. Let's get on with the film. Um, First of all, yeah. what a tune. What a theme tune. Okay. Oh, no, you don't like Lulu's oh, tune. Oh, my God, it's awful. It's <gasps> everything. I mean, I... Oh, oh my god I didn't believe you when you sung that song before we watched it yeah. I thought that can't be the song it's Sinead butchering a tune again 
read. But it's the actual song. Yeah. Those girl, girl days. I know. Brilliant. Oh, my God. What weepy female oh, rubbish. God. Well, that's a reason to dump you. Write it down. Disrespect for Lulu. For Lulu's tune. Yeah. Oh, honestly. Write it down. When we that was his only gift. We. That was his gift. No, he got... That tank- bloody awful he tune. Got, he got a tune and a tankard. No wonder he went off to be sick. Oh, my God. Well, we're not cutting straight to the end of the film. We're going to have a little bit of a chat about it. Damn straight. The film opens with that tune. Yeah, no, it's gone. And it goes... Durum. When? At the beginning, the tune goes... Durum. School girl oh, day. God. Okay. Okay, we're not going to win you over on the tune, so let's no. swiftly move on. But I did like the sort of grimy, London, grubby... 60s, still looks half bombed out. Yeah. Kind of London vibe. I really like that. Do you think in it was the a bit, it, sequence. It, a bit caricatured? I'm fine with that, but I'm saying it was quite caricatured. I wasn't think it? it's only caricatured now. Oh, really? You don't think even back then it would have looked a bit? Because this is 67, it's quite late 60s, if you think about all the kitchen sink stuff that well, had come if before it. Was it. Recorded in 66, let's mm. say. If it was released in 67, mm. made 66. Mm. It's only 21 years after the Second World War. I don't think London was particularly pleasant. I mean, I don't think they rebuilt it in like a week and a half. Do you know what I mean? I think... Well, they should have done. I mean, what were they doing? Just sitting around. Resting. <laughs> um, yeah, so he comes out of whopping, uh, whopping tube station. Yeah. Um, and jumps on a bus. I found the titles quite annoying. Like sliding in from the side, a 30-year picture. Sliding up from the bottom, a 30-year picture. Oh, it's probably quite, quite modern. Oh, I bet it was all the rage then. But you didn't... I didn't like it. You didn't take to it. No. Um, well, he jumps on a bus. Did you have any objection to that? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I quite like he was on a bus. I thought, oh, Pwats on a bus. Like it. Then he sat down. You know all the women that started chatting? Yeah. The one with the high voice. Yeah. Carry on at your convenience. Absolutely correct. Marianne Stone. Boom. Correct. I saw that. So there's two women particularly. Where do I know her from? from? And the other one, is he in a Hitchcock film or something? Correct. Do you want to guess which Hitchcock film she was in? Frenzy. Correct. Of course. Very, she was in it for like maybe 20 seconds. Okay. She um, is Mrs. Rusk. So she leans out the window and goes, all right, my love. Yes. She's Mr. Rusk. Yeah. Mrs. Rusk. Rita Webb. Um, is the actress's name. She's been in a lot. She was in oh, a yeah. lot of stuff. I think she did a lot of stuff with Benny Hill as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're these two sort of house, housewives on the bus. Filthy women. Bawdy, filthy women. They are quite filthy. Yeah, they are. They they are, yeah, having a little chat about their blokes and yeah. what's going on and whatnot. I don't think you girls realise how threatening that is when you start doing all that. When you're a bloke on a bus now, oh, I'll have this one. <laughs> 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 you just sit there like, oh no. He's quite enjoying it, though. He's sitting amongst them and he has a little smile to himself. And what would you say mm. if a group of builders was doing it to a woman? And you're like, I'd say they're misogynist pigs. And she was like, all right, girl, guys. <laughs> you wouldn't go, oh, yeah, but she's quite enjoying it, though, would you? No, I wouldn't. No, no. exactly. But they're harmless. They're harmless. This is the 60s. Oh, they're my harmless. God. <laughs> right, move on. Um, he arrives at school. so He's, the... he's not at school. He's the teacher. Yeah, he arrives to start his teaching role at the school. He does. um, And he kind of momentarily sees the class that he is going to eventually take on and there. So that's one of my best notes I've written here. Yeah. Because he walks into the classroom, right? And um, the first thing I thought was, is that the teacher's lounge? Because all the kids were so old. (laughs) 
weren't that old. Like an average age of about 33. I mean, yeah, they probably would. I didn't actually look up the ages of how old they were when they played those it parts, but yeah. did make me laugh. And I just, he came out of the room and I thought, God, that's a horrendous teacher's lounge. And I thought, hang on a minute. No, that's not a teacher's lounge. <laughs> that's the actual. Yeah. I thought that was quite cool, that. And then he goes into the teacher's lounge yeah. and the most shocking part of the entire film, and I'm sorry, I find it disgusting. I really, to a point, almost wanted to turn it off. Go he on. goes in, Sidney yeah. Poitier, and he's chat, twat, chatting to that twat of a teacher, the miserable oh, one. Oh, God, yeah. What was his name? Weston. Yeah, Weston. Anyway, Weston offers him a cup of tea and he turns it down. Well... He turns down a cup of tea. I know. How are you ever going to endear yourself to people if you turn down tea? Well, I mean, we should have just turned it off there and then. Oh, cup of tea, Sinead. No, thanks. Yeah, but he's come from the States, so he's not like, you know, no. he's not into the whole tea drinking formality of I'm going to get on to London the film's life, obsession with Americans later. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I've got, yeah. Obsessed. I'm hoping you can kind of explain that a little bit to me. Oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to, but we'll, we'll oh, okay. work that out. But yeah, he meets his colleague, uh, Weston, yep. who really is quite an unpleasant teacher. Yeah. Shouldn't be a teacher, yep. in my opinion. Oh, no. Um, makes a few sort of uh, what could be perceived as throwaway comments that are kind of racist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, really just not not a particularly pleasant man. What I really disliked, I liked about him is... That is usually the person I get paired up with on day one of any new job. Oh, lovely. You know that miserable git? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is Derek. You'll be working with him for a while. <laughs> yeah. And he just sits here, fucking place. Fucking hate this place. Just a really You're unpleasant person. And then they pass on me off to the guys. Oh, we're crazy here. <laughs> Don't worry about Derek. He's crazy. And by the end of it, you want to walk out. That's all. Nice. Well, I'm yeah. glad this was giving you flashbacks to oh, previous jobs. Oh, yes. Horrendous. I didn't get back into the film till 43 minutes. <laughs> but did you then enjoy, we met some more colleagues, one of them being Clinty. Clinty? Clinty was one of the teachers. That was her name. Clinty that... Clithridge, I think. Clinty. Are you talking about keeping up appearances? I am talking about Miss, Patricia Mrs. Routledge? Hi- Hyacinth Piquet, a.k.a. Patricia Routledge. Yes. I spotted that straight away. I was like, oh my God, it's Hyacinth Piquet. I know. She was good, wasn't she? Really good. But... Hyacinth bouquet, especially at the end. She went proper hyacinth bouquet at the end. Much nicer, much softer, much no, realer. I know, but like yeah. the voice and everything. I was like, wow, that's cool. Oh, I was quite excited. Um, and we also get to meet Gillian. Yes. Um, the young, attractive... Farrah Fawcett. Clearly, kind of. clearly going to be uh, Sydney's yeah. love interest. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm very, very attractive and blonde, but I've put glasses on, so you'll think I'm bookish and have no interest. In I it. know, but the glasses were still hot, right? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, really nice, big, chunky, very fashionable now Thank glasses, you. I would say. Um, the actress that played Gillian was Susie Kendall. Okay. Interesting fact about Susie. Go for it. Was once married to Dudley Moore. Then wouldn't she be called Susie Moore? Get with the times, Brian. We don't. We don't all have to be. Uh, the world's changing taking, so taking fast. Taking people's names now. Um, yeah. So then. Uh, but that's when they pimp her out, isn't it, Gillian? They pimp her out. Yeah, straight away. I Patricia Routledge says to her, "Go on, Gillian. You convince him to stay." That's but, one of her lines. Yeah, it's, like, it's because they, she can see the frisson of romance yeah, already burning between them. You're the pretty blonde girl. Go on, off you go. We're not going to make any effort to make him stay. We'll just throw you at him. <laughs> but what, what I what I thought was quite interesting is, like, you turn up for a job. You assume, like, you've got the job. That's it. You're there. But then he goes into the headmaster's office and he goes, yeah, OK, well, you can start on Monday then. So it's like he's there actually for an interview. Like, not oh, he's actually it? already got. Yeah, because he, he doesn't start straight away, does he? He goes, OK, well, you can start tomorrow or. Yeah, but I mean, you, 
Do you walk in that morning and go straight into the classroom to start moulding minds? Well, what are you being paid for? Get, crack on. Wow. <laughs> crack on, isn't it? Sinead, you should take over Dunraven. <laughs> yeah, if there's any um, headmistress posts out there that needs some discipline, I'm your gal. That's your key. So he starts and he meets his class, his, yep. his 30-year-old bunch of pupils that yep. Are, yep. Meant, are meant to be... So they're meant to be the last year of school, so they're meant to be... What, 16, 17? Yes. Must yep. be, because it's yep. like 67 in the last year of school. Is this before or after they have the lunchtime dance? Um, I'm not sure. Because that, can... I just thought, how very 60s. A. B. Like, these kids are useless. They're shit. They're runaways. You can't control them. But we let them have lunchtime with <laughs> dancing in the hall every day. Well, that's probably to stop them spro painting the walls I'm sorry but as a disciplinarian you don't reward children for bad behaviour <laughs> what would you do just tie them all to the desks do what my mum used to do make me stand in two inches of cold bath water holding a car battery at arm's length <laughs> I think the education board might have something to say about that um, by the way just in case um, anybody's listening from the council my mother never did that <laughs> social services that's the one might intervene my mother was a good 30, woman a good strong woman 30 years later um, yeah they can have their little boogie, their little dance in the boogie. Oh my god, I can't believe I said that word. Uh, they can have their little dance in the in the hall. What's wrong with that? But yeah, but they're terrible. Why would you, would you do terrible it? dancers? Or oh yeah, well they are. Mm. Yeah, the sixties arm swing. Well, I love the sixties arm swing. I've also established that to dance in the sixties, you basically need to slide on the spot. There's a lot of sliding. Oh yeah, a lot of sliding and a lot of arms up in the air. Yeah, you got your arms right. Oh, lovely! Brian's yeah. demonstrating that now. Oh, a little it's, bit of a, you've really got, I've got a bit of a groove. I can put a bit of Lulu on if you want, and we can let's do it. Boogie away. Um, but no, he meets the kids, and he realizes quite quickly that they are out of control. Yes. Yeah, they are. I mean, in modern modern it's, standards, I'd say not so much. Especially the forty-three-year-old version of um, Henry Winkler who sits in the back. <laughs> Denim. Denim, the little pervert. <laughs> I've got a squeak toy that shows the titties of a woman. <laughs> yes, he's got a squeak toy that reveals a lady's breasts. But he's 43. Yeah, quite an immature to- toy, even for a 16-year-old, I thought. Or Was he supposed to be 16? Well, I'm just, I'm trying to work out how old they were meant to be, because if it's the last year of school, how old would they be? You would be 16, wouldn't you? 18? Six, it wouldn't be 18, because no, that wouldn't. was like A-level. And back then, you would have been like 14, I would have thought. Well, no, okay, they're clearly not 14. I mean, anyway, yeah. Let's say 16. A- anyway, he looks He's a not lot 16. older. You know, no, and, that's for sure. You know, to be fair to this film, most films back then did not... Look at Greece. I mean, Rizzo was 30-year-old, wasn't she? You're going to use Greece as your benchmark for school film. I'm just going to say, you know... Actors were a lot older than they were portraying, is my point. True, true. And the other thing, though, that I thought came of this that mm. I really liked, the flip-top desks. Love them. I had one of them at school. That's because you're ancient. At junior school, admittedly. No. <laughs> you no. had that at junior school? Yeah. Who had that at junior school? Well, they did. Oh. They had it senior school, didn't they? Yeah, senior school maybe, but junior school. Yeah, I had flip-top desks. Oh, okay. What did you keep in there? Pencil case. Nice. A few of my exercise books. Right. And Squ- a little squeaky doll. <laughs> a little squeaky toy that shows No, but we had those. Okay. I believe you. What I... sort of horrendous school did I go to where they'd taken this flip-top desk and still decided they were useful? I did love them. They still had the inkwell in them. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I vaguely remember early years of secondary school, there might have been a few of those kicking around. Cuts in the education system, Brian. Let's not go political about this. Let's not start talking about milk. No, exactly. Um, Talking about high school movies, though, um, this ranked 27 on Entertainment Weekly's list of the 50 best high school movies. 27 of 50? Yeah, I thought it was quite high. That's in the bottom half. Yeah, but it's only 50... And think of all those films out there that have got high school... No? I thought that was quite high. You're probably more with um, David Kerr from the Chicago Reader. Go on. And I quote, referred to this film as well-meaning tripe. (laughs) Wow. How rude, Mr Kerr. How rude. I mean, you know, it's not tripe. I'm not going to say it's a brilliant film, but it's not tripe. That's for sure. Come on. It may be um, idealistic... Yeah. It may be twee. Yeah. It may be slightly too well-meaning. Yeah. But it's a good film. Oh, it's a good film. It's a totally enjoyable film. So, David Kerr from Chicago Reader, no thank you. We don't want your opinion anymore. Okay. Even though I sought it out, you didn't come and find me. <laughs> I found you. Exactly. <laughs> so, Sydney meets his... Uh, so, he's called Mark Thackeray in this film, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Mr. Thackeray. <laughs> Mr. Thackeray or yes. Sir. Or Thackeray. Um, he meets his kids and, yeah, leather jacket equals troublemaker. Yeah. That's denim. I mean, they're all pretty much useless. Yeah. I wrote down the kids are useless and I put that Potter or Potier, sorry, is far more patient than me. Oh, I mean, that wouldn't be hard, would it? I wouldn't have had any time for it. You wouldn't have had any time for anything, No time for think. it. Those kids would have been in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well... I mean, real trouble. Well, he isn't too happy at this job anyway. He's circling jobs in the paper to see if he can basically get himself out of this horrendous situation. But he does say a brilliant thing. What does he say? He says, you are the great unwashed of London. (laughs) Yeah. You are illiterate, smelly and quite content with that. (laughs) I mean, it's probably Uh, true. I just thought that was hilarious. (laughs) I thought, imagine strolling through the streets of London with that attitude on your shoulders. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Um, he comes in the yeah. next day for, for work and yeah. his um, table has been vandalised. They've sawn the bloody leg off his table. Little bastards have rigged it. That's probably the sort of thing you would have done in your school. We weren't intelligent enough to know how to use saws. You have just nibbled it off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it doesn't phase him, though. No. He carries on. This is how cool as a cucumber Mr Poitier is. You see, this is where we would have differed, because I've written down my course of action. Which is? If that had happened to me and they'd have all laughed at me, we would have done every lesson standing up until the end of term. <laughs> every single desk... It's not a call centre, Brian. Every single desk would have been removed. Every single chair would have been removed. You all want to stand? Well, all stand. I, uh, I'll last longer than you. I mean... I'll this... last longer than you. <laughs> This is exactly why you should not be let loose in a school. Because that's... Or a workplace for that that matter. Could we rephrase that? <laughs> you can't treat people like that. No, they the, treat you like these it. These kids need nurturing. Discipline. That's what they need. Oh, for goodness sake. Nurture. Well, Mr Thackeray, sir, takes a different approach. He does. He just tells them all to take their places and carries on as if nothing's happened. Loser. I, well, <laughs> sorry, you made me laugh. <laughs> You're making yourself laugh. Yeah, no. that's quite sad, isn't it? Right, let's move on. Yeah, so he takes the higher ground. He takes the rightly. higher ground. Um, we also then get this kind of very short 
scene in the playground with um, a pupil called Seals. Okay. Um, and Seals obviously has a white mum and a black dad. And he yeah. is sort of in the playground and he seems kind of upset and forlorn. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I, thought I, was, I jumped ahead a bit. So that was... But I think that was quite good because that was after he'd asked the kids to read and they basically couldn't. Yeah. So it was kind of like this, let's do a bit of reading thing and they were a bit rubbish. And then he goes outside and then it kind of grounds that the kids are not necessarily idiots. They're dealing with a lot They're of stuff in their personal lives. They're dealing with a lot of shit that the average kid and, doesn't. Because I think yeah, otherwise that scene beforehand might have landed wrongly. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I see what you mean. Like it would have, yeah. Yeah, they're all a bit stupid. Yeah. You could have read it that way. Whereas when he goes outside and the ones like, oh, you know, I think his dad's just—is his dad dead or? Angry no, no, or no. Drunk I just or? think I just think his parents have this fraught relationship, and I think because it's a mixed race marriage or yeah. relationship, I don't he know hates if they're married his or dad not. For whatever reason. Yeah, right? and I think you know he's experiencing racism and a struggle and yeah. all these problems in life in sixties England. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably in. Probably in modern England. Yeah, exactly, in modern England as well. But um, And yeah, Sydney Poitiers kind of starts to realise that, you know, this is a, a much more complex situation than just coming in and teaching a bunch of kids things yeah. from books. Yeah. I think he's beginning, it's kind of like this slow understanding of beginning to understand actually what these kids need, which is more than just book learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need more than just discipline and... and- yeah, just being drilled through books because yeah. their life's too complicated for that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So this film is based on a novel. Okay. I mentioned this to you in one of my clues. Um, so it's a novel from uh, 1959. Okay. By um, E.R. Braithwaite. Um, Love him. Who um, was from British Guiana, which is okay. where the Sidney cool. Poitier character is, is yeah. from. Um, and he lived to be 104 Sydney Poitier? No, the Earl Braithwaite. Okay. Um, 104. I know, that's good. Bloody hell. He had a good life, didn't he? Good um, Unfortunately, he wasn't a fan of the film. Oh. No. Um, he, on an interview um, in 2007, he said, I detest the movie from the bottom of my heart. Okay. Why is that? And I think, well, I think the reason for that is um, because he felt that it was too soft and it kind of fluffed over certain issues yeah i don't think it's very hard hitting in its racial issues no it's not it kind of touches on things but it doesn't actually kind of get to the point of anything um but also um the romantic element it doesn't actually explicitly delve into that so there's the impression that he is gonna embark on a relationship with Gillian, the white school oh, yeah, teacher, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's no romantic subplot. Like they don't actually go on a date or oh, yeah. have any sort of romance together. Um, whereas in the book, I think that was um, an actual part plot, okay. plot point of the book because in real life, E.R. Braithwaite did have a mixed race relationship, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And is Mr. Braithwaite aware of the fact that a film is a different format? In a book? Well, he's no longer with us, Brian, so I can't uh, have okay. a chat with him And about is he that. aware that when he sold the rights to his <laughs> book for a considerable amount of money, he wouldn't have full control of it? I'm sure he was. Yeah. I'm sure he was. He's entitled to his opinion. The he book's is. one thing, the film's another. It is. I think so it's a shame that he detests consider- it. I think that's a bit of a shame. That's just someone who's angry and probably 102 when he answered the question. Well, yeah. 
90 odd anyway yeah, no, um, anyway much. yeah back to back to the film um, so yes so he's beginning to realise that he needs to take a certain approach with these kids this shit is keeping him up at night we get a little scene of him in his apartment yeah he's got a lovely um, room blue robe on like oh. a dressing gown wasn't paying that much attention to him oh. big disturbed you were oh, he was deaf oh. hmm. uh, moving on um, he goes back into school the next day he does and they throw a water bomb out of the window at him. Yes, they do. Little bastards. Again, probably something might have happened at your school, but... Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Would you have been throwing these bombs at any point? Oh, no, I would have been around goading people on and going, this <laughs> is thrilling, but I wouldn't have been involved. <laughs> you would have just been the troublemaker that could have skedaddled. No, I was not the troublemaker. I was the cheerleader. Ah. Uh. The cheerleader still got to be part of the cool kids. Never got taken before the uh, headmaster before for any the sort of retribution. <laughs> nice. Um, he then goes in and discovers uh, a fire has been lit in the classroom because all classrooms back then had a fireplace. Now, two things. One probably did have a fireplace yeah. in the 60s. London is a damp, damp place. <laughs> yeah. But two, did the girls set fire to tampons in that? Is that what it was? The, yes. The implication is it was a tampon or a sanitary towel. I, I'm presuming used. Well, yeah, because... Yeah, otherwise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I don't believe the stench, as he put it, would have... Um, yeah, so this this is his uh, absolute losing it moment. So he's been kind of calm and collected up until this point. Yeah. And he comes in and, yeah, it's not explicitly explained. I mean, I'll be honest, if I come home and there's a tampon on the grill, I'll lose my oh, shit as rank, well. that's rank, isn't it? Can you imagine this? I can imagine the smell. That would be bad. Yeah, not good. No, I don't want to think about that. That's Um, horrendous. So, yeah, he absolutely loses it, but still in a very kind of like... Well, to be fair... Cool manner. No, it's not that cool, is it? He says, if you must play these filthy games, do them in your own homes. Yeah. Well, he says... He tells the boys to get out, because he wants all the girls there on his own. Well, yeah. Which is a bit weird, but fine. And then he basically tells them... That they're acting in a sluttish manner. <laughs> in a sluttish manner. <laughs> I'm not sure that's particularly positive for a woman. No, it's not. And this is what I mean. Like, there are parts of this film that have not aged well. But then that's he, what would have happened back then. So it's indicative oh, of the period. 100%. They would have been called sluts if they'd been doing that. Okay. i just call them nasty. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I don't feel like I can comment. No. I sure leap all over me. But all I'm saying is he seemed a little obsessed with the word slut. Well, again, you know, probably men back then were obsessed with the word slut. No, he does well, tell them later, no man likes a slut for long. It's true, though. <laughs> I mean, we liked him at first. Yeah, exactly. Don't get me wrong, he was right there. All it might it. get you in the door, but it won't It won't keep him there. Oh, lordy. Um, yeah, he loses it. He goes to the staff room to have a chat with Gillian. Uh, yeah. Um, to kind of figure his way through this. Yeah. And this is Quite where chill. he has his breakthrough. Yes. This is where he suddenly goes... They kids, need... kids, 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 kids. I don't think he, he repeats says it. that word. I don't think sense. he says it that many times. It doesn't it does. go into like an echo. It does. And then the screen starts to wobble <laughs> and then uh, Mr. Withers from the amusement park turns up. <laughs> um, yeah, kids. Kids, kids, <laughs> kids. They need to be treated as adults. Yeah. And that's what he realises. These kids are about to go out into the world. They're going to be... Adults, they've got to get on with things. They can't be, you know, being treated like children anymore. Yeah. So now's the time to treat them like adults. I am fully behind this revelation that he has. 
Me too. It makes a lot of sense. Especially the two ways to enter a room. We will be implementing that from now on. And the two ways to enter a room are? Well, one like a slut. (laughs) And the other? Properly. (laughs) I can't remember. She came in and he said, oh, she comes in like some reprobate slut. Basically got his (laughs) slut rant. So he's in the middle of explaining to the class that they will uh, be treated like adults. And that women are sluts. And that they will um, get the opportunity to speak without interruption. Something that doesn't happen much for me on this podcast. Um, and <laughs> going to be a lonely environment for the rest of this podcast. And they will refer to each other as um, Miss if they're a lady and by their surname if they're a gentleman. Yes. Uh, which I quite liked. Um, and then Pamela comes in in the midst of his... Pamela. Pamela comes in. Oh, that would have been great <laughs> if, yeah. if Pamela had come in. Um, yeah, she she wanders in in the middle of his speech Um and, yeah, he calls her out on it and basically tells her to come in again in a more ladylike manner. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, probably uses his slut word. Yeah, did we watch this on International Women's Day? Because I wrote down, no man likes a slut long, in inverted commas, on International Women's <laughs> Day. Didn't like that. I think we might have actually watched yeah. it. Yeah, we did, yeah. There you go. Yeah, this probably wasn't quite the right film, was but it? But I loved it when he said, if you want to wear your hair long, clean it. Or, or, or we'll cut it, was it? No, or if you, what happens if you don't keep your hair clean? Oh, you'll get lice. You'll get lice and yeah. smell. Yeah. <laughs> but that was directed to the boys. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, he also tells the women that competition for men is tough. Yeah. Which I, I particularly like. It is. <laughs> A good man is worth his weight in gold. He, he later on, along this same theme, he um, later on asks the teacher, Gillian, to give the girl some makeup lessons. Because yeah. some of them would be quite pretty if they knew how to do it properly. Yeah, some of them could be quite pretty. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, um, moments like this, I I just put to one side and I accept as, you know, it's part of the time, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> it is. It's problematic and part of the time. It is. Um, so, yeah, this is his new take on how he's going to cope with these kids. And on the whole, I'm kind of I'm kind of on board with him. Um, he tells them that they're going to discuss whatever they want to discuss, be that life, survival, love, death, sex, rebellion. Yeah, it's good. He's he, you know he's actually going to give them some solid shit to yeah, come yeah, out of yeah. school with. Yeah, you know what solid shit did you get to come out of school with? Well, Don't... I learned how to make a scotch egg. Exactly. Probably uh, wire up an egg timer. Make a scotch egg. Can you make a scotch egg? It's a hard-boiled egg with some sausage meat wrapped around it, rolled in breadcrumbs. Yeah, can you make it? I'm guessing you didn't make the sausage meat. I'm guessing no, you got No, the pig a... does that. Yeah, but I'm guessing you... Do you... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm guessing you hard-boiled an egg. My point is trying... The point I'm trying to make is... Go on. The chicken did the egg bit. <laughs> yeah. The animals did most of this. You did very little. I'm guessing you hard-boiled a... an egg... I'm, oh, in the I'm, water that I didn't make either. I'm guessing you took a sausage and squeezed the meat out. Have you ever pa- made... Padded it around. ...a scotch egg? No, I've never made a scotch egg, Brian. No, I have. <laughs> Winner. That's the sort of thing you came out of school with, how to make a scotch egg. That and an egg timer, which would be very <laughs> handy for boiling my egg for my scotch egg. Did you also learn, I did, a dovetail joint... Well, no, I wasn't allowed near the tools, <laughs> but that's not the point. <laughs> but you were allowed near the electrical tools for the egg timer. Soldering iron. 
No, but seriously, do you know what I mean? It's like now we've got adverts on telly for I don't know I don't know if it's Barclays or not, but you right. know, giving kids um Oh yeah, lessons on how to look the you, Yeah, the financial money. lessons and things like that and uh, you know, digital you know, look after your online digital pra- all these sort of practical life things. I mean I'll be honest. Digital presence wasn't a huge problem for me when I was a kid. <laughs> no, but like practical life skills. Right, okay. A scotch egg, an egg timer and a dovetail joint is not going to get you through life. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've survived. Exactly, you're not dead. Do you know what I mean? And we might have scotch eggs tomorrow. We're not. You're, I mean, we don't eat meat, so... Well, that's just don't be ostracised given... <laughs> half of our listenership. Unless it's a Linda McCartney. Ooh. Wrapped. I don't think that's not going to work. I did that at work. What? Yeah. They were doing like a bake sale thing for charity. So I squeezed out the innards of <laughs> Linda McCartney and put them in some pastry. But we sold more of them than anything else. But, uh... Carrie was really knocked. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Back to the film. Um, ah, yeah. Another thing I, I... So he's basically telling them we can spend the rest of your time here. Yep. Um, just discussing whatever it is you want to discuss. Yeah. Clearly, they don't have any exams to pass. They no. just they just get left yeah. let go at the end. Of it. Has anybody else ruined it? Where is it? Big love to the film, but what about the national curriculum? <laughs> Anyone thought of that? No, I don't know. I should have looked up what you had to do in the sixties to to I mean, leave I'll school be honest, because apparently, I think all you had to do in the sixties to work in a school was smoke. <laughs> and he didn't do that once, so he's not qualified. Get him married. <laughs> Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any exams, nothing. He yeah. can just take them on trips yeah. and, and chat to them about whatever he wants. And I thought I thought that was quite cool, though, when he said about going on a school trip and they were like, no, no, you have to take another teacher with you. I mean, yeah. now it seems even worse. You'd have to take another teacher. Everyone would have to be bought a high-vis. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You'd have to put on, well, where's my iPhone on everybody? And, and I don't know what. But, like, when he was like, you can take him, but, yeah. you know, when you're head beer. Yeah. Because they're little shits. And... Um, yeah, and then they sort of, you get that mixed in with, you know, yeah, the little shits, but actually they're quite inquisitive. They're asking him questions about marriage and his history mm. and asking him questions about colour and, you know, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Which I thought was quite good. I mean, it was done quite well, mm. I would suggest. Yeah. Um, But I did write down one thing that might be why they asked the questions in a responsible manner and we're starting to look a little bit more controlled because he started patrolling the classroom with a truncheon <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i did notice that i hadn't remembered that he suddenly yeah got sort of like a black it's not yeah, a truncheon a but it's like it's not a gosh it's like a piece of black piping or something he's found yeah well that's a lot <laughs> less threatening but i did write it's the sort of thing our teachers used to do one smashed my pencil case with a Truncheon. So he used to have a, a massive, like, I don't know whether it was a big old walking stick or what at the front. And he used to walk around and he hated metal pencil cases. <laughs> <laughs> I shall call him Mr. B what? to I conceal his identity. <laughs> what do you mean he hated metal pencil cases? Fucking That's not like a them. thing. He hated them. You know the little clippy Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had one at once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He came over, <laughs> smashed the shit out of it on the desk. Bang, 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 smashed it everywhere. Smashed it up, smashed it on the floor. Oh. Fucking made the kid in front of me pick it up. The kid in front of you yeah. pick it up? He was also the one that told me when I was about 13 to stand up, because I was very tall as a kid. Very tall. I was six foot at like 11. I know, ridiculous. Big boy. 
Thank you. <laughs> but, but he went, he stood at the front of the class. I was at the very back. This is irrelevant, but I had a lot of flashbacks. <laughs> he went, stand up. He went, how tall are you? And I said, six foot, sir. And he went, no, you're not. And I went, no, I am, sir. You know, I am. I've been measured. And, um, <laughs> my mum measures me every morning. It's <laughs> not very fair. Anyway, and he looked over and he went, no, you're not. I'm 5'11". You're shorter than me. Sit down. And I was like, but I'm further away. <laughs> and he was down. How was... dare you back chat? Oh, my God. It was terrible. Didn't do well in that class. He... <laughs> okay, well, to be fair um, yep. to Sir here, yep. he doesn't trash no, he doesn't. any pencil cases. Oh, no, and he doesn't, he doesn't use the, the metal piping at any point. No. Um, he just goes around and begins to earn their respect, chatting to them about marriage and his life yeah. and they're, they're understanding more about each other yeah um yeah and then mr weston is still being a twat weston weston is a oh god he's such a dickhead and then i had my next flashback in the next scene oh my god where they bought in the pay in the envelope oh yeah pay in the little envelopes yeah first full-time job i used to get my pay in a my brown god, envelope how at the old end of the week. are you three pound fifteen an hour Paid in cash. Oh my god! In a little brown envelope. Brown envelope. At the end of the week, with my pay slip in it. You're part of like a lost generation. And you wonder why I struggle. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, this was 2004. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. But you know, mm. you wonder why I struggle. World's a crazy place, man. I know. All this, all this modern stuff. It must be doing your head in. So yeah, they get their their pay slips, and mm-hmm. Weston's there, and he goes off on a rant. Criticising America. Yeah, yeah, this happens more than once. Yeah, I was going to say, he's criticised America yanks. prior. They hate yanks. Everybody hates Yanks, and as just, they call them. And just to point out, Sidney Poitier's character says he's from British Guiana, yeah. but he spent time in America. Yeah. So, and said it was brilliant yeah. in California. Yeah. Brilliant. And obviously. And it is brilliant. Um, but yeah, so what's Weston's beef with states then? What's the. Is it is it a comment, something about England in the 60s and America? I don't know. I don't know. When did the Vietnam War start? It would have been the sixties, wouldn't it? Yeah, and there was the Korean War in the fifties. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe it was something. Maybe to they do weren't with popular because that. of all the war. I don't know, but you know, who knows? I mean, you know, America. Yeah, I just thought good I, and bad rap, I just couldn't. On what side of the fence I right? just couldn't quite understand where that was sitting in the film. I didn't quite get that. His little rants about the states. Anyway, it yeah, happens. Um, he also says he's not not going to be taught manners by those morons referring to the kids. Yep. Not should not be teaching. This man should not be teaching. No. But then he gets his school trip. Way. Way. So they head off on their school trip. Yeah, he gets a quick cockney lesson on the way. Oh, apples and pears. Yeah, wash your frog, frog and toad, road, apples and pears. Exactly. I mean uh, you can't I think they finish a... on a racist one at the end. And everybody laughs. Yes, they, they do the finish bus. on a racist one at the end. Um Then we go to we cannot afford with the budget we've got to actually hire or shoot. In the Natural History Museum V&A, or the V&A. So we're going to do a very, very dodge photograph montage. Now, I'm going to go back to an episode called Bloodsport. Oh, Where please. montages were your <gasps> devil spawn. Because there was 28 of them in one film. But every single one had moving images. Yours was like watching a Victorian lantern show. <laughs> I know. Wasn't it charming? I actually liked the photos and I thought they... Where the sort of exhibit reflected the kid was really clever. Yeah. But I'm not going to give you any credit for that. Because it had Lulu's... 
sir. <laughs> Rubbish. Okay, it's not please, sir. Um, actually, the reality of this montage yeah. is that days before filming... Days, just days. Just days prior to filming, yeah. they were denied a permit to go in and do it, but they were allowed to go in and do stills. Hence why we've ended up with this sequence. Okay, that that's the official story. The unofficial story is we've got to cut a lot of money out of the budget here. Where do we cut it? Or do we really need to go to the, the museum? Nah, it'd be boring scene anyway. Did I mention the budget earlier? 640 something thousand. 625,000. Box office, uh, US, 42 million. Good. Seems bizarre. That seems crazy. Um, Sidney Poitier, his deal for this film yeah. was that he got 30k yeah. plus 10% of the box office. Man was raking fucking it in. Hell. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that wasn't his. That was me building up to a fucking hell. God, he did a good deal, didn't he? He did a great deal. Mm. 30 grand in 1967 is nothing to sniff at. 10% of the box office. Yeah, though. yeah. well, obviously, that's only four. Clever man. Only, See? Intelligent. Only 4.2 mil. He's got He's it all. He's not that bright, Sinead. I think what the tax man would have taken out. He'd had 40% for a start. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, they go off on their little trip, and we find out that Gillian... A little bit jealous of Pamela, well, the student she, girl who's got a bit of a thing for it. Yeah, Pamela's got a crush on Sydney. Sir, 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 as they Sir. were calling him. Um, and Gillian says to him on the bus, "Oh, yeah, she, she's got, a, she's got a crush on you." And he says, "Well, I haven't treated tra- her any differently to any yeah. of the others." And then she says, "Not that I blame her." Yeah, and, and then, that's kind of as close to their frisson as we get. Well, he said, "Oh, she's just a girl or something," because she, because because Gillian says, and I wrote it down. She's a woman in every sense of the word. <laughs> I.e., don't trust her. <laughs> I.e., go did... back to earlier time. If you're going to be a... No. <laughs> no. He does get told earlier, though, don't be alone with her. Oh, yeah, Which yeah. I thought was a very sensible, you know, don't put yourself in a position. Not that she's going to do anything, but like, you know, just just be sensible and respect respectful. Don't put yourself in a, you know, compromising situation with anybody. Well, yeah. I mean, I would suggest that most teachers probably shouldn't be alone with their 15-year-old students for too long anyway. Well, I, but yeah, that's kind of as close we get to Gillian and yeah. um, Sir's But I did write down here as well and highlight the girl who fancies him, as in Sir, as in Sydney. Yeah. Bit psycho. Why? Well, she was acting a bit too psycho, wasn't she? Pamela? Yeah. She started picking on steel. She was constantly staring at him. She had a right pop at steel. She started or, picking or steel on steel. Or whatever his name oh, was. sorry. I thought, like, literally she started picking steel. I was going to say, what What, what was his name? Um, steel? Steel? S- seal? Se- seals? Was the... Seals. Yeah, she started picking on him because they, they were making Oh, because he didn't of... stick up for him. Yeah, because he didn't stick up yeah. for him. She was you're mixed face. Why didn't you say something? You're not there. And he was like, well, I yeah, wish I, I wish I was. Yeah. You know, oh, I know, it all kicks alone. off. Oh, it's terrible. Well, she gets very angry because um, he catches a can. Uh, Sidney Poitier catches a can in the playground and it cuts him. Yes, that's right. And one of the lads said, oh, your blood's red. Yeah, you know, like you in a really crass ink? comment. Yeah. Um, and that's when she kind of loses it quite understandably, but she I think. She didn't need to pick on seals, though. She didn't need to pick on seals, but... I understand her losing I understand her, shit, her but... yeah, exactly. Um, but it was quite good use of the, over the swear word. They used the sound of like the bell going off in school over when yes. Lulu. Yes, so Lulu, yeah, Lulu says "son of a." Well, you can yeah. see she says "son of a bitch." Yeah, and they put yeah. the bell over the top. I thought it was quite cool. Yeah, I thought that was quite cool. Yeah. Um, cut to cookery class. lesson. Brilliant. So they're not making a Scotch egg though, Bry. No, Sorry to say. but they do make it quite clear at the beginning that the kitchen is women's work. <laughs> and also, 
Uh, don't expect much from British cuisine. I love the British English salad. Yeah. <laughs> that was so true. He lobs like a lettuce and something else that resembles a lettuce, maybe a cabbage, yeah. into a bowl and goes, that's an English salad. That's I've a had a few of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had a sliced tomato on the top, done. Salad cream. I mean, he said mayonnaise in the 60s. Salad cream, my man. It's true, yeah. Americans and their fancy ways. I know. There, was, there was never mayonnaise in my house. It was yeah. always salad cream. And Pamela's doing her psycho staring at him again. Yeah, she's yeah she's quite enamoured. By which point, Denham, our Arthur Fonzarelli character, yeah. has twigged, you fancy him. And that's, <laughs> that's actually him. quite accurate into how he said it. You fancy him. That's actually very good. It's very good, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Sir tells him, you can eat well even if you're broke. Try salad with almond, grapes and pineapple. And even I thought too far. Well, I don't want no pineapple in my salad. I can handle it on a pizza. I don't want it floating around in no salad. I mean, I have put grapes in your salad before and been it's been commented on more than once. No, gra- grapes in the salad. Grapes are fine. They add mm, a certain something. Yeah. I like pineapple. Nuts. I like nuts in the salad. Yeah, yeah that always gets... <laughs> Sinead likes sliced cucumber with the skin still on, sliced tomato, iceberg. What's what you, you like? This nonsense of peeling cucumber, I don't know where this came from. Indigestion. And it tastes nicer with the skin. I never had a peel cucumber when I was a kid. I used yeah. to just eat it you just surprised me. straight you surprised off the... Me. Your mum didn't stand and peel it and you surprised me. <laughs> you make out that I'm like a princess. I think we all know that's not true. We all know who the little prince is here, Brian. Um, yeah, so he teaches them how to make uh, a salad. No scotch egg in sight, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and at this point, he's still putting things in the post. He's still trying to get out of this job. He's not yeah. He's not committed to it yeah, at all, no, really. No. He doesn't care for these kids. Yeah. Then he heads off to the market. And yeah. I think we get the woman from the bus again. Yes. And she starts banging on about the Yanks. Yeah. Again. <laughs> so what the hell have the Americans If done? anyone understands why. <laughs> I mean, it was 22 years after they saved our asses in a world war. And yet everyone's like, I hate them. I hate the Yanks. Is it, it, was Yanks. it also felt that there was a lot of American influence coming over with like rock and roll and all this sort of maybe. thing? Was it that as well? Yeah, maybe. You know, like the birth of the teen. The 60s is like the birth of the, the one of the 50s, isn't it? The birth of the teenager and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're still giving out. If anybody understands why they keep giving out about Americans in this film, let us know somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. No, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he, he's like, you know, it's an English market, but they're all like, yeah, well, sir. Uh, and they're all, oh, and I thought it was so English. They were all queuing to go to a market store. Well, how, she how, how is she going to get served? Go to Brixton Market and yeah. queue. See if you ever get served. Well. Go to the bus. Go to the bus stop oh, now. No, you don't we'll pause queue. the podcast. You queue, no. and we'll see how. No, but you'd you'd queue to some degree at the market, wouldn't you? No. Well, not perhaps in the way they are, but to get served, you'd go in order. Is my point. I just loved it anyway. They queue, and he gets taken to the front so he can buy an orange. Oh, that's yeah, his lunch. that's it. He likes to eat light. Just <laughs> I thought, orange. bloody hell, Sydney, that is light. But I liked his reasoning because you know, if he has one thing, he has to eat all of it. If he has I'm one on glass of wine, he wants the whole bottle. So do I. I don't even want to share it with you. But the thing is, he said, and this was the bit that kind of ripped me out of the film and dumped me out of it because he said, I'm a weak man. And I felt like saying, once a week's enough, enough for any anything. man. God save And then us. I giggled to myself. I wrote it down. And by the time I put my head back up, I think I'd missed five minutes <laughs> as well. well, we went from there. We went to the dreaded gym class. 
Ah, oh, the PE teacher. I mean, this is trauma. No, I think he was my PE teacher. I, was, I think he was everyone's sadistic bastard. Whoever that actor is, if you're still alive and I make another film, you're in. <laughs> you're in. Simple as that. What a horrible man. So he, he decides to torture them all by making them jump over the... The uh, vaulting horse. The vaulting horse. Yeah. Um, and the stereotypically unfit, slightly overweight student gets told he has to jump it as well. And yeah. he, he doesn't want to. So, okay, I was a stereotypically overweight, mm-hmm. unfit student. Mm-hmm. When I was about 15, I was about 16 stone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not light. Every week, climb the rope. <laughs> I can't climb the fucking rope. Climb the rope. I can't climb the rope. Climb the rope. I can't climb the rope. Right, you'll hang from the wall bars. I struggle with that because <laughs> I weigh three times as much as everybody else. Hang from the wall bars. Climb the rope. PE teachers are evil. Did did anyone ever actually show you how to climb a rope? Oh, a hundred times. No one ever showed me. They just went, go up the rope. Well, no, you got that first. But then after a while, oh, it's because you're not doing it right. Okay, so I'm supposed to hook the rope over my bottom foot and push my top foot against it. And then that will give me purchase to go up. No one ever told me that. I weigh 16 (laughs) stone. Go up the rope, maybe. I'm not little... I'm going to protect his uh, anonymity here. I'm not little... Roger Eglinton over there, <laughs> who can whip up it because he weighs four stone ringing wet. Well, at least, they, at least they told you how to get up it. They didn't even do that. The other thing I saw in this film, and this comes back to your, um, you had the flip top desk. Yeah. I noticed in there, Jim, they had the wall bars that pulled out from the wall and clipped into the... You know, like the climbing frame that pulls out from the yeah. wall and clips into the ground. What do you think I used to hang from? Yeah. That, well, that was still there when I was at school. Yeah, me too. They're um, probably still in my bloody school now. I mean, not secure. They, they they clipped, and I'm doing the classic air quotation marks, they clipped into the floor. I don't know about yours. Are still moved. Oh, yeah, they moved. There was no that. sturdiness mm. to any of mm. that. How people were not killed on those things... I do but not I will know. say, to defend my school, we did also have a new sports hall, as well as the one I got used to get screamed at in, where it had basketball courts and all sorts of nice things. But we weren't allowed to use that much. We tended to well, use. So who one. was using that then? I don't know. It was the just teachers, there. probably. Didn't you? No, ever... we did. I used to play basketball in that, but like you didn't have every game's lesson in there. Right. Okay. Well, at least you had. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, the inevitable happens. This child. Leaps over the vaulting horse. Yeah. Well, he doesn't actually leap over it. He attempts to jump over it, crashes yeah. into it. Yeah. Fo- breaks falls on the, top of the teacher, vaulting yeah. horse, falls on top of the teacher. All hell breaks loose. Teacher shouts at him. So, Potts, is it? Potsy? Uh, no, Potter. Pot- Potter's the one that goes to attack him. Yeah, so Potter decides, I'm going to pick up a leg of this and beat the shit out of the teacher because you're screaming at my mate. Yes. I would just like to say to everyone I went to school with, who defended me? <laughs> I remember more laughter than I do someone grabbing the end of the rope or a, I don't know, unihock stick and having a crack at Mr. I'll protect his uh, innocence gravy. <laughs> no, no one did. I'm sorry that you weren't defended, Brian. So am I. If Potter had been in my class, he'd have been front and centre. Well. And I'd have goaded him on and said, go on, hit him. <laughs> Potter yeah. launches himself at the teacher. Was Potter familiar to you in any way? Not really. I know you don't watch this programme, but I'm pretty sure you know who this character is because you've seen clips of it and you've definitely seen this programme at my mum's. Compo, last of the summer wine. No. He goes on to be quite a significant character in 
one of our country's main soap operas, Emmerdale. He goes on to be Eric Pollard in Emmerdale. Does he? He does. Mr Pollard. Is he the one... No, he's not the one that is dresses way too lo- young and wears that little leather... <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know what that bloke's name is, no. Oh, yeah. No, I know the one you, you know, Yeah, exactly. He's quite familiar. Yeah, so, um, so yes, the future Eric Pollard is about to attack the games teacher. Yeah. So someone runs off to get Sir. Sir comes in and diffuses the whole situation. He does. Momentarily, because it all kicks off again later. Yeah. And then he goes back to the classroom and he says to Potter, are you a man or a hoodlum? You need to apologise. He calls him a hoodlum. Quite right. Little thug. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, t- he basically tells him he needs to apologise. He yeah. needs to go and apologise to the teacher. Yeah. And this is where he begins to lose the kids again. So yeah, having done so all this great work, it all starts to go a yeah, bit Yeah, they all on. decide, no way, man. No way, man. I'm not apologising to him. He's an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he gets it wrong. I mean, that's fair enough. He does get it wrong. The kids shouldn't have to apologise. shouldn't treat people like that. But his, his sort of message is understandable. No, his message was right. Yeah. And there is a way of like, yes, you should probably should have, I don't think you should necessarily apologise, mm, but you mm. should forget it. Mm. You know, no one actually got hurt. But anyway, that's It's true, one. it's true. Um, and so around this point, um, we then see Sir getting a letter offering him a job in the Midlands. So it was also around this point that I wrote down something that I think kind of spoiled this film a little bit for me. Now, not nothing to do with the story. Tread carefully. It started to cut between scenes really quickly. 15 seconds here, move on. 15 seconds there, move on. 15 seconds there, move on. Yeah. 15 se- Suddenly the editing got... Abrupt. Yeah, like you didn't get any time with anyone. I had a momentary thought, and I'm not sure exactly at which bit, but because we were watching this from the television, we'd recorded it from great movies, Yeah. I wondered if they'd cut a couple of bits. Maybe. And that's why things seemed a bit abrupt. Yeah. I'm wondering if there were some, you know, inappropriate maybe, yeah. scenes that... Maybe we shouldn't do that going forward. Well, yeah, because, it, like, you, you you could be privy yeah. to a cut that you wouldn't be in it maybe, if you actually yeah. bought the version. I, I don't know. I don't know if that was the no, case. No, there was I, there was certainly nothing lacking from this film that I, you know, thought, oh, my God, where's that scene Oh, yeah, gone? no, I know. But, but it, it, could, it could have got... cut the end off things. Yeah, I'm not sure it would have done it. It just seemed to get quick, 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 mm. quick, 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 quick. And I just thought, yeah, that's a shame. It's... It's gone from being something that I'm enjoying the pace of to kind of... It's all gone a bit. Yeah, what? Cutting, Where are cutting. we now? What? Where? Because then you go to the whip round. Because what... Oh, sorry. Yeah, so earlier while he's having a rant at that kid that he's wrong and he needs to go and apologise. Seals? Steals? Potter. No, yeah, but while he's having a go at Potter... Yeah. Seals? Steals? Yeah, seals, seals, yeah. Comes into the back of the class and says that his mum's dead? Yes, yes. She's died yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Then, yeah, then we go away to the all these other scenes. And then we go to a whip round that they're having for seals, the kids are. And he says, oh, I want to... Chip in. Yeah, chip in. And they're like, no, you can't. And they won't let him. Mm. And then he says, like, who's going to take the flowers to there? And nobody wants to do it. And I thought, they, I can understand why you'd be upset, Remington or whatever his name was, who wrote it. Braithwaite. Braithwaite, because, you know, they said, well, why not? And he said, well, we can't go into a... A black house. <clears throat> yeah, black yeah. houses, white kids. And, you know, it was like, in the end, the flirty girl said she'd do it, but she was only doing it to impress him, really. Mm. I can kind of see there's a much bigger issue at hand. Yeah, there yeah, yeah. It, than that kind of got brushed Sorry. over. It got dealt with fairly nicely in the end, but 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I think the film had its heart in the right place, didn't it? It was trying to address those issues. Yeah. But it didn't really have the balls to do it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Like, this could have been a much grittier, hard-hitting film. I think maybe that's what got to me then. It started to cut quickly and his world started to fall apart with real without any real reason and this one argument. Because then even the headmaster came up to him and all your school trips are cancelled. Well, after the the debacle in the gym, yeah, everything kind of falls to bits, doesn't it? And then said, you're going to have to teach your kids. Yeah, but what debacle? Oh, yeah, I suppose because he attacked a teacher. Yeah, because he attacked a teacher, <laughs> Okay, et cetera, yeah, that et cetera. So that's kind sense. of what happens. Uh, yeah. um, and, and then Mrs. Dare turns up, Pamela's mum. Pamela's mum turns up and basically says she's worried... About, I thought that was quite a sweet scene. Yeah, no, I You know, like that. mum's worried that Pamela's staying out late at night and, you know, she's yeah. becoming a woman and she's just concerned about her, um, et cetera, et cetera. And then yeah. when Sidney Poitier has a chat with Pamela about, you know, her mum's concern, yeah. um, Pamela says, well, we're the luckiest generation ever, ever yeah. lived. We're free. We're free to kind of do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I found quite poignant, really, because it was just like, oh, mate, you think you're free but are you being sensible are you being safe like i don't know it made me feel lots of things i wasn't expecting to feel well i think yeah i think freedom comes at a price you have to are you able to handle that freedom i yeah. think is a big thing and, yeah and, exactly and don't get yourself in situations that you're not going to be able to oh yeah it just i don't know it stirred a lot more in me that than i think it should have clearly uh, sort of necessarily done um and then she started fiddling with the shit on his desk i agree i saw that i was livid thought if she was touching the stuff on my desk or she was talking to me out yes it'd be like going you know when people touch the radio in my car hate it i mean just don't touch your stuff basically yeah no you're right i wrote down uh stop fiddling with his desk Mm. she yeah she basically says she can kind of keep it clean for him and stuff like that yeah leave it leave his shit alone yeah leave it be yeah none of your business agree so she's cross with him now because he's basically sided with mother yeah so everyone's kind of turned against him yeah she said i'm not taking those flowers i'm not taking those flowers around flowers unpleasant horrible child um and then we get the ultimate face-off between denim you know our leather-clad yes. fonzarelli not um, denim elliot <laughs> not in this film no. um so, yeah, so Sir comes in to take the uh, P lesson, which they decide, the kids decide what they're going to do. We want a box, Sir. I mean, why he just doesn't go, no, we're going to do something else. I don't know. I mean, if he was a proper gym teacher from that era, yeah, he would have said, right, come with me. Everyone would have walked outside. Yeah. He would have put his deck chair out. He would have lit a cigarette and told us to all run around the field. Yeah. Or cross country, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, cross country. Yeah, exactly. But we had a, like this huge field. It was just like two, two laps. <laughs> and he'd just sit in his deck chair smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Telling um, me that I'm unhealthy. Wow. I bet he's dead. So, wow. That's harsh. <laughs> I mean, age-wise, probably is. But um, Sydney doesn't do that. No. He goes, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, and then... He says, pair up and you can all have a fight. And Denham wants to fight him. Yeah, and he Obviously. Goes, I can't fight Dingbat because he's got a bad hand. And mm. rather than going, we'll fight one of the other kids then, he goes, I'll fight you. Well, that's not exactly what happens, is it? He, he resists it for quite a while. Yeah, he does, to be fair. Um, and then eventually goes, okay, fine. And basically whacks him in the stomach and I mean, that was the lad hilarious. gives in. So, yeah. So, I mean, apart from the fact that I wrote punch up with the moron one, why? <laughs> punch up with the moron. And then it was like they would dance around you. He punches Sir in the face a couple of times. And then one punch to the stomach 
and the tough guy is on the floor. He can't breathe. Yeah. He's he doesn't know mess. what he's doing. Yeah. Doesn't, he's a kid. Rubbish. He doesn't know. Uh, but that's their turning point. So then yeah. they get to have a little chat together afterwards. And yeah. basically, Denham now has kind of respect for him. Um, and this is where the scenes are getting faster and faster. Yeah, and yeah, faster. yeah. Yeah. It's um, like, yeah. we're wrapping it up now, people. <laughs> So yeah, so Denham um, basically sort of has this has this newfound respect for Sir. Yeah. And Sir says to him, "Oh well, you can come back and teach boxing to the younger kids." Yeah, because you get to make left. that decision when you're a <laughs> temporary teacher. Well, yeah, exactly. Because at this point, he's leaving the school. Yeah. He's got a, a job offer in the Midlands. He's got his check, his travel money to go. Yeah. So really, I don't think he should be doling out jobs to past pupils. Well, when I was walking down Streatham High Road earlier. <laughs> I pointed at a young fellow in the street, in the gutter. I said, you man, you can have a job. You can work in Lark here three days a week. Does that suit you? <laughs> yes, sir. I opened the door. I said, this boy works here now and walked off. You should have seen the smile on the lady's face. <laughs> It'd be nice if you could get people jobs like that. It would, wouldn't it? Wouldn't be a bad thing. No. Um, yeah, we also get a very short scene of the funeral, Seal's mum's funeral. Yeah. Um, because they've said that they're not going to go because obviously um, they don't want to take the flowers there because... Yeah, people talk and it's a horrible exactly. world still. Um, so Sir arrives with his own flowers, but... Kids once, are all there. Once he gets there, the kids are all there. Yeah, I thought that was lovely, really nice. It that, was, really. Quite touching, I Yeah, thought. very touching. Um, yeah, and then Pamela sees him and says, Sir, will you dance with me? Ah, so yes. At so, party. so this is it. So that they're all they're all leaving school and they've got this end of year, end of school party. Yeah. And he says, Oh, you look lovely. <laughs> she goes, Will you dance with me? She doesn't say it like a what is that? Like a old sort of Oliver Twist, like a Dickensian. And he says, Yes. I will dance with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and she says, Oh, Will you call me Pamela? It's, it's he goes, oh, I will call you Pamela. It's not Nancy and Bill Sykes. <laughs> um, he agrees to dance with her, um, and he then does. and then we get. And so you must have been moved by the end of this film. So so the end of this film, we have the um, we have the kids dancing in the hall, and Lulu gets to sing again. Oh, thank God. <laughs> And they give him a gift, which well, turns hang on, out... Hang on, hang on, hang on. One of the best lines in film history is said before this, and you've just given right over it. Okay. Well, I haven't written anything down, so it can't be that good. <laughs> what is it? Well, the kid comes up, the the weird teacher who's got a lot nicer, Mr. Wensleydale or whatever he's called. <laughs> Mr. Wensleydale, yeah. Is having, is having a load of her potato salad. Apparently he's never had before. Oh, oh yeah, Lulu's lovely. made the potato salad. Lulu's potato salad. Release it, Lulu. Release <laughs> I it. I know. Put what? it on the market. Lulu's potato salad. I will buy a tub. We I mean, I won't buy two tubs, but I'll buy a tub. If it's good, you will. Yeah, that's true. But what's the best line? Don't Sorry. be dreaming about potato salad now. Mmm, <laughs> potato salad. <laughs> um, and then he, he come, this little kid comes up. Because Mrs. Bucket is there. She rocks up being all hyacinth about everything. And this little kid goes up to um, Poitier while he's chatting to Farrah Fawcett. I'm really making Susie this confusing. Kendall. For, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, Mrs. A Dolly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah, he sees Love her. Love it. He sees her in her, yeah, non-school uniform. I mean, she looks the same. I think oh, maybe yeah. she's not got the glasses on now. Yeah, that's all. 
And her um, hair was down. Probably. And he's like, yeah, this is a dolly. This is a dolly. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was yeah. brilliant. And then he decided to have a dance with Pamela. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which for me was a bit weird. No, it was cute. They were all standing in a circle watching them dance together. Yeah, it was nice. It was sweet. If that had happened at my school, no one would be calling it sweet. Neither would you. Well, maybe not, but I don't know. It's innocent, and, I thought. Yeah, and and I thought when it started, I thought, oh my God, Sydney Poitier and me have exactly the same dancing style. Oh, please. You and think then, you can move as good as Sydney Poitier? At the beginning, <laughs> yes. Then, unfortunately, you got I into went, it. oh no. <laughs> at the start, at least. <laughs> at first, I thought, God, I'm as good a dancer as Sidney Poitier. <laughs> if someone says to me, do you want to dance? I say, have you ever seen Sidney Poitier dance? They'll be like, no, but good, go on. <laughs> He's going to be my go-to now. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so then we have Lulu singing and they give him a gift. Yeah. And he sort of wells up and says... I'm going to go put it away. I'm going to go put it away. I don't know why it was out. <laughs> don't don't lower the tone. Sorry. You're better than that, I'm honestly. Not. I'm really not. <laughs> oh, God. Lowering tone. Let's just get that down. Don't even. No, I just thought it was funny. Because they just, like, it was just this creepy moment with soft focus Pamela. Then they sung that god awful song. If you slag that song once more, you're going to be sleeping in the bloody garage tonight. It's written down, don't you worry. And then he gets given a gift. They put all their money together that they could get. He doesn't even open it and goes, I'm going to go put it away. I thought that was really touching. I put, how can you not be moved? Mainly because I knew you wouldn't be. Were you not moved by that? I got a bit choked up at that point. I was crying my eyes out. Don't be sarky. No, but like he didn't open the present. Well, he did. He went into his office and opened the present. Without anyone being there. Yeah, but the emotion, it had overcome him. He needed a moment for himself. Tell that to a 15-year-old. Oh, God, we're not worried about the 15-year-olds. They're fine. They're dancing, they're singing, they're jazzing themselves. That sounds terrible. (laughs) I don't think there are any scenes of anyone jazzing themselves. Not in this film, anyway. Um, Yeah, so he's in his his classroom on his own. And, yeah, yeah, he's really touched. He's he's moved by the gift. Yeah, and so much so that I wrote, no speech, ungrateful gift. They were like, speech, speech. And he just walked off. I'm going to go unpack this. Well, we can all see things. Oh, I'm going to put ways. this away. He didn't yeah. even say unpack it. I'm going to put it away. Basically, I'm going to you put it You could see in the, the emotion on his face was more than words. More than words <laughs> yeah. can say. Oh, all the time I'm telling you not to sing things we can't afford. Um, and as he's in his class with his uh, tankard and his note, yeah. two rambunctious teens burst in. What he would call. A slut and a dirty young man. <laughs> yes, basically. Um, well, they're clearly up to no good. They're looking, oh, they're they're looking for kids. somewhere to have a bit of fun. A little bit of slap and tickle. This is not the classroom to be doing it in. No, because um, the teacher's in there. And they, uh, so not, not, I mean, not like most teenagers, I would imagine. You'd, you'd bundle in like that. You'd see the teacher. You'd be a bit embarrassed. You'd go, oh, sorry, sir. And you'd run off giggling. They don't. They go, oh, Hello. And she picks up the card and sort of toys with it and throws it back down. He picks up the tankard yeah. and then he goes, I'm in your class next next year, next term. And, yeah. they, and they saunter out like yeah. all the bravado in the world. I mean, I'll be honest, my school was fairly rough. I would never have done that. No, exactly. Not in a blue fit. That just shows you how rough these kids are. 
They are. <laughs> Just shows they you. are. And also about 42. Um, yeah, and I think that's the point basically where he tears up his resignation letter. Yeah. Because I wrote a tears up resignation and I just read it as he tears up in recognition. <laughs> thought, in recognition. No, he tears up his resignation because he's going to stay on and be a teacher. Same meaning, different tearing for me. Oh. I didn't think he was tearing up his resignation. He's tearing up the card. I thought no. I thought he was tearing up the oh the check. The, yeah, either the check to go to okay. the new job or the offer of yeah, employment. Yeah, but he, for he, the new he job. was tearing up whatever the new life was going to yeah, be, and he's he was staying because obviously that lovely child that came and said, "I'm going to be in your class next year." Yeah, that's a challenge. Yeah, he needs to clean him up, cut his hair, teach him how to make an English salad. Exactly, teach her how to be a lady. Nice, very nice. Nice. No, I thought it was a really really cool ending. Good. Excellent ending, and it was a really nice message in the film, and I really enjoyed it. So thank you. Good, I'm very pleased because I think Good. it is a really, really nice film. No, I do it think it's very idealistic. Oh yeah, totally. But I love a bit of idealism. Yeah. I realised that this film and other films I watched when I was younger probably formed who I am yeah. in terms of my, you know, cooking. Belie- <laughs> my lack of cooking skills. <laughs> no, in in my belief that you know. Put your mind to it; you can accomplish anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, just just be a, be a good person. Be a good girl. Just a bit, a bit, a bit of idealism, I think. Um, okay, well. Shall we go on to VHS tapes? I think we should. Okay. This is this is interesting. I I think I'm going to formulate a graph at some point. Nice. Of of our combined scores for all the previous films, so nice. we can kind of see where things lie. Nice. I haven't done that yet. No, I know. I've had a busy day. Yeah, me too. Um, give me your. Score then for to sir to sir we live yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to sir with love um yeah really really enjoyed it thought it had a really great message I did think it was cut a little bit quick at the end there I thought it wrapped up a little fast I don't know how it could have been done better Poitiers was phenomenal um the kids were really good as well. I, I like the way the, you hesitate over the word kids. Well, yeah. I think the casting was excellent. Really enjoyed it. So, therefore, I am going to give it three and a half VHS tape. No way! I am. Oh, I'm so... That is more than I thought you were going to give it. Genuinely. No, that is well-deserved. And it probably would have got... Yeah, no, it couldn't have got any more than that. But I think, you know, I think that's well-deserved. Well, I'm... We're, we're, we're on the same page. Same amount. 3.5 VHS tapes. Ooh, that's a big score, you know. That is a big score. I think that's going to do well on our chart once I've created it. That's going to be up there with, like, I don't know, Bloodsport. <laughs> Only because you gave Bloodsport four and a half VHS tapes. Well deserved. Jesus. Four and a half. Well Anyway, we deserved. are giving To Sir With Love a... Com- Jesus <laughs> with love. Lulu, is that you? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I shouldn't. Um, we are giving... To Sew With Love, a combined score of seven VHS tapes. That's seven VHS tapes. Are you impressed that I calculated I that so quickly in my head? That's very good. 3.5, 3.5, 7. Yep, there you go. Um, more importantly, reasons to dump you. Yes. You haven't given me you, many. But I know, the, you can't have any, really. The two that you've given me two. are so solid. <laughs> They've got 21 seconds to go. <laughs> um... That genuinely, yeah. we might not be here for the next episode. Okay. Well, you pack your stuff and off you go. 
Um, my first one is the amount of disrespect you have given Lulu's theme tune. In my defence, it was awful. Tears. I don't know how you can say that was awful. Whiny. That song. That song spent five weeks at the top, the top of the, bah- Bahama, of the Bahamas number of the American Billboard Hot 100. Well, they've no taste. And it was deemed the song of 1967. When the Beatles were actively releasing songs. Yeah. Lulu for her whiny rendition of... Whiny rendition, Brian, seriously. Made it to number one. That is my first reason to dump you. Okay, what's number two? Well, my second reason to dump you is... I've written down lowering tone. Hey! And I can't remember why. (laughs) Uh What did you say was lowering the tone? When he said he had it out, he was going to put it on. Oh, that's it. See, I've already erased that from my mind because it really disturbed me. I could have gone much further with that. Right. Well, that's the other thing. You lowered the tone and you made unpalatable (laughs) suggestions. Well, I apologise. Okay. Hopefully we can hold this relationship together for a while. Well, maybe we can. I am really, really concerned about the song situation. It's a little bit like your dislike for the beautiful South. That is a reason to dump you in itself. It's just not related to this episode. Yeah, well. But it's a similar thing, isn't it? If you're going to insist on playing the beautiful South, I will leave. No, yeah. Oh. Absolutely brilliant. You live in a bit. <laughs> and that really annoys me as well, like making up your own crap lyrics to things. If I find you doing that with Lulu's To Say With Love, to be honest, there will be hell to pay. Hell to pay. It's hard to make up your own words to something that has no words. Well, maybe if you actually listen. Pro- anyway, we're not going to go down that route. We're bigger than that. We're going to say thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you very much for listening, if you still are. We are Reasons to Dump You. If you like us, please rate us five stars. Yes. And you can find us on Instagram at reasons underscore pod. And next week, when you come back, it will be a classic, I guarantee. Well, it will be Brian's choice, so it will be interesting. Excellent. Thank you very much. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.